welcome to Nobody Asked For This, a diet culture takedown. I'm Kendra. And I'm Megan. Oh, thank you so much for sticking with us um, on our long hiatus, which I don't think I need to explain the reason for the long hiatus, but we will definitely be getting into it here in a little bit. But first, we want to note that we have added another teammate to this takedown train. (laughs) Katie has joined us. If you're on our Instagram, which you should be if you're not, underscore, nobody asked for this. Katie is our social media manager. We are thrilled to have Katie on board. So incredibly thrilled. Um, And if you are already on our Instagram, you've already met her. We've, we've uh, introduced her over there and we certainly are going to have her as part of uh, an episode, an upcoming episode. You'll get to learn more about Katie. We're really, really excited to have Katie on board um, and all her wonderful social media knowledge. Yeah. Katie Norton was a part of our book club this past summer of 2021 And we were joking or no, we were talking about something and she was jokingly like had a recommendation for our social media. And I was like, Katie, do you want to help us with that? And little did we know she came through in the biggest way. And I'm very impressed with us as three people that were born, as you love to say, in the late 1900s, I feel like we're kind of killing it on Instagram in a way that I never saw for us, you know? (laughs) Yeah, really hard, um, (laughs) really hard to imagine social media success uh, in the world of the elder millennial born (laughs) in the late 1900s. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, as Kendra spoke about, it's been a while. This is season three our last episode was over a year and a half ago, I believe. And we're excited to be here. Uh, hey, have you ever wanted to travel back in time to before the pandemic? Do we have a season for you? <sighs> because basically a lot of these episodes were recorded pre-pandemic. Yes, and we just couldn't not share these amazing interviews with you, even though the world has changed and there is still just plethora of information because guess what? These things, fat phobia, racism, transphobia, ableism, on and on it goes, um, all existed before the pandemic and exist even more now. So we're really excited about um, being able to share these interviews with you. And I realize that it might seem counterintuitive that we kind of took a step back from the podcast where uh, in a time where a whole lot of people were starting their own. But we, um, as you probably know, having listened to our previous seasons, are much, we very much adhere to rest as a priority. So we really were trying to prioritize um, survival and rest in the midst of um, the pandemic that, you know, is still going on as we are adjusting to what is most likely a new normal for us. And bodies change. We know that bodies change. Mm -hmm. Guess when bodies really change during a fucking pandemic. So expect it. It's going to come and you're probably going to have feelings about it. But what we want to encourage you not to do and what we want to hold space for those feelings and put them in another direction is not to go to diet culture because we've got 
are you gaining the COVID-19? Quarantoned, blah, blah, blah. Like all of this uh, stupid shit about how we need to become smaller in a time when we're literally trying to stay alive and we're not here for it. And we want to walk beside you if you are also not here for it. So on this episode, we are interviewing the amazing Rebecca Alexander. She is the co-founder of a website called Algo, which she will talk about during the interview. You can learn all about. And she's also the author of a kid's book about body image. And she's going to read it. And it's just the best. It's the most precious revolutionary work of art. Children's book, gift for children. I mean, because it is, it is a topic that is not talked about in a lot of spaces it's 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 not talked about in a lot of spaces it's certainly not something we see as a theme in a lot of children's books so I'll just add that a kid's book about is like a series of books and um, they have so many really great uh, topics that you just don't you just don't see represented in children's literature. Um, and body image was actually one of the first ones written. And so there's been a lot more that has been, have been written since, and they've got like board books now for like the little bits. Oh, so excited for, I'm so excited. You should go follow them. We'll tag everything that you would need to be able to find these books for, for if you have children, your children, if your friends have children, their children, if you've if you ever walk by a child to hand a book to them, if you've got a yes. free library, you want to just put books in all kinds yeah. of reasons you can buy these books. Get this book in the hands of people that you love. You're going to love this episode. If you're a, a fat person, if you are B love a fat person, PS you do. If three, you have a child, if four, you are tending to your inner child in this episode, we talk about, we do talk about some diets. We talk about, um, body image stuff as usual take care of yourself enjoy the episode now it's time for shut the fuck up where we talk about examples of diet culture within pop culture and because we have such good guest for this episode rebecca alexander we asked her to join us for this segment. We are going to be talking about the show This Is Us, season four, episode six. So if you haven't seen it yet, watch it before you listen to this segment if you're not into spoilers. Okay, Rebecca, tell us what's going on. So this season, we've uh, spent a lot of time as watchers of This Is Us kind of figuring out Kate and Toby's relationship post-baby, right? There was- okay. All of the promos for the season, you know, featured kind of Toby taking off his shirt and like he and Kate, you know, like figuring out, you know, how to deal with that, which is a whole conversation that I'm sure, um, have you already talked about that on this podcast? Like so, Toby's no. quote transformation? We haven't. I don't actually watch the show, but Kendra Oh, does. okay. For those of us who aren't watchers, Kate is, Kate and Toby are both fat characters, right? Sort of. Originally, yes. Yeah. So they met in a Overeaters Anonymous type support group. Great. Um, yeah. And Kate kind of famously told him that they could never be together because she couldn't fall in love with a fat person right now. Hmm. Um, yeah. There are lots of problems with this show. He wears uh, a fat suit sometimes, right? 
he wears a fat, fat suit for the first few seasons. Okay. And um, then essentially what happens this season is his character goes through this transformation where he loses a significant amount of weight after his son is born and just kind of it's uh, discovered that his son is blind. The One of the ways that he copes with the stress of that discovery is by going to the gym all the time. And Be- because Toby also was on, isn't he, wasn't he on antidepressants at some point? Yeah. So there's he, just like a lot of levels to what's yeah, going on here. But yeah, there's a whole character in line with him uh, using antidepressants, both pre-relationship with Kate and current relationship with Kate. Because of course, you know, for those of you who don't watch This Is Us, a key kind of component of this show are like flashbacks in time to when right. the characters like were much younger and flash forwards to when they're much older. Mm-hmm. Keep you on your toes. Anyway, so with Toby, they um, have done this kind of transformation this season, which is really you know, problematic in a number of ways, it kind of focuses mm-hmm. on, you know, it's very much making this argument for this new and improved Toby. I will say they're, they still like allow him to have flaws primarily as it relates to his son's blindness. He's, um, he doesn't cope with that in a very graceful way. Right. And so like, he's not, you know, presented as this perfect person, but there is, you know, the subtle implication that because he, you know, has invested in himself um, by going to the gym and frankly, by becoming an obsessed like CrossFitter who, you know, mm. quote, eats clean. And there's lots of conversation about avocados and salmon and green smoothies yeah. in this season. Uh-huh. Um, I just kind of wish that all of that would stop. But frankly, like it's, it's not the most interesting ways in which um this is us fails to like treat fat <laughs> people as full human beings okay in this season. <laughs> um the most interesting way for me is the kind of like utter like sexless sexlessness of kate mm. um both as a new mother and as a fat woman okay a very fat woman yeah um and i think this is most striking when you look at how she is dressed in season four episode episode six, six the club. Yeah. yes mm-hmm. kate's sexlessness is most apparent in um season four episode six the whole arc of this episode is her and toby trying to kind of get their like pre-baby you know like sexual relationship back in order now that jack mm-hmm. their son is a little older okay and it culminates in this scene in their bedroom where Kate is flat out trying to seduce Toby. And the shot of how they have presented her as a seductive person is so unbelievable. And I don't mean in the way that it's like an outrage. I mean, like, it's just truly like you don't believe that she's trying to seduce someone. It's like, what is she wearing? Yeah, this is the thing. She's fully covered by the blankets uh-huh. <laughs> number one okay and then like maybe that would be reasonable I don't know I can't imagine but maybe she's a modest person who wants to wear blankets with her husband <laughs> um, <laughs> but if that weren't enough she's in a nightgown that like is no more you know low cut than like a t-shirt 
you see her in every other scene on the show. Mm, yeah. And she's wearing like a like kind of matching like cover up on top of the nightgown. That mm. means like you can't even see her shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Like she is this Nothing like scream sexy like a duster. Yeah. Right. right. She's complete. She's almost completely covered. Like you can yeah. see her from kind of mid arm down and you can see like her neck, but literally that's it. And this is like the seduction scene. What other TV show have you seen where a kind of woman is trying to seduce her husband and she's that fully clothed? Yeah. It just yeah. doesn't None. No other actress no. is treated that way. And even, even if it's like, like a, an actress's choice she doesn't yeah. want to show whatever there are ways that they can they get around that with like right right the illusion that that is true or like right the the you see the nudity. reaction of toby and something right. dropped to the floor but you never see like exactly. there are ways to do that yeah. yes there is no illusion of nudity in this episode whatsoever right it is like just assuring the viewer that you'll never have to see Kate naked. And it's absolutely mm. terrible. It's and ab you can't, you can't um, write off like, oh, but it's like an NBC primetime show. Because in the very, very first episode, just in case we've forgotten or you haven't seen <laughs> it, Jack is completely, you see his entire backside. He's completely yeah. naked. So, so it's this not is like not a show that is like, this is not a decision not from, in. yeah, the lawyers no. or who, whatever. This is, the no one's be. going to find her sexy. Yeah. 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 Or. It's, I, it's really, it's astounding. And I, I don't think, like, it's unique to This Is Us. Sure. You know, I think many Fat Women characters are not shown in the same garments that, other actresses would be shown in mm -hmm. i will say there are a couple of exceptions to this um that have happened very recently so one in the season finale of shrill uh yeah. right we see right. um the character i forget her name in the show but the main character abby maybe i don't remember i'm sorry um but we annie see i think annie thank annie. you That's annie right. you know get all down to all but her underwear on top of her partner's lap right like mm -hmm. that's a very realistic portrayal yeah. of yeah. you know like 20 something sex right mm -hmm. and it's like sexy right? yeah it's hot it's, hot it's hot it's a hot scene mm -hmm. similarly with the season finale of mrs fletcher which is an yeah HBO series there's this fat pseudo love interest mm -hmm. um, of the main character throughout the series. And it ends with this beautiful shot actually in a threesome. <laughs> this is definitely a spoiler. Um, <laughs> oh, in a threesome with the main character kind of in the middle of the bed flanked by, you know, this other love interest that she had during the, during the series. And then this fat woman that had previously kind of rejected her advances because of you know other reasons but they come together in the finale and the director zooms out on all three of their naked bodies like tastefully covered up to where you're not seeing like lots of genitals right. but it's they're naked mm -hmm. and the thing about that shot is I truly think that that might be like I've been thinking about it that might be the first depiction of a fat woman's hip cleavage that I've seen 
outside of like social media and Instagram and what have you. It, that's often a piece of the body that is completely covered, like mm-hmm. even if women are like scantily dressed. And so even in the shrill scene, for example, like we don't see she's wearing quite like full coverage underwear yeah. in that scene, which like is still hot as fuck, but yeah. it's, right. you don't get that visual. Right. When you say um, hip cleavage, are you yeah. talking about like where the hip hangs over the leg? <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So like when you're sitting hip cleavage yeah. is where like your torso meets your leg. Got it. So it's that kind of crease it's definitely a piece that like is typically concealed by underwear or like larger garments. And so you really wouldn't see it unless like they, a fat actress was wearing like a string bikini or a thong or was nude. So it's sort of like a different level of, uh, you know, clothing and exposure. Yeah. Um, And it's, I feel like it was really monumental to have that on screen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even with Euphoria, with that character, mm-hmm. Kat, she she definitely, you know, uh, got down to her underwear in a couple of scenes. So did Kelly Torres, like, years ago on Grey's Anatomy, mm-hmm. got down to her underwear. But, like, those are both actresses who don't have large, like, bellies, you know? Yeah. Right, they're yeah. curvy, but they're not really fat. They have the quote-unquote, like, good fat body where you're yeah. hourglass fit. Right. Right. And this actress, she doesn't have a flat stomach. Like she has a stomach and it Mm -hmm. kind of, it's on full display, which is, I think maybe a first. I honestly don't know. Yeah. Okay. I feel like maybe a next joint project Uh is an anthology of fat sex. I honestly have been kind of thinking about it in my head, which is why I have all of these examples like at the ready for you all. Yeah, um, I did I not prepare it. them for this podcast, <laughs> but I have been thinking about them. And I do think that like, you know, characters have been, uh, you know, kind of paving the way, but I'm, I'm ready to see some like Instagram influencer level nudity, you yeah. know, like all these like fat, amazing influencers who are like, exposing their bodies I'm ready to see that on network tv and I think like when that happens like we'll know that we have you know truly like made space for a variety of different body diversity yeah yeah and back to this is us the what's um interesting about what's happening right now in the season is so this storyline is continuing with Kate and Toby and this is absolutely another another episode shut the fuck up but like they aren't letting up on any of this like there's no there hasn't been like breakthrough or like recognition or just like nothing it has continued to be I mean what's happening right now is that oh well now that you know Toby's lost all the weight one of his gym buddies must be really into him Mm -hmm. I mean Mm -hmm. so like there's this whole so it's a lot of messages about how people in larger bodies aren't attractive, need to be covered up in order to be found attractive. Right. They're somehow quote, is he like, is he seen as kind of like getting his life together now that he's, or is it shown as like an obsession, like harmful thing? I think, I don't know. I think that might still be like TBD. I think there's one sort of clue that we've been given as viewers as to how this is going to go that is yet unexplained. It's talked about on the show, but he has named her Lady Kryptonite in his phone. Um, Toby has named this 
late this person that was attracted to him but oh fuck um, he's in a gym group this this woman that he has like a workout group that he does crossfit with and this there's a woman is he gonna have an affair with a skinny woman we don't know but he called her lady kryptonite so well i I know because i'm caught up but (laughs) okay okay oh was there a new episode well i mean i i know i know to um to a okay. point, I guess. Okay. I yeah. Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> we deserve <laughs> representation. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know that that was ever going to come with Kate and Toby. I feel like they definitely yeah. started us out on the foot where it's like, you know, fat positive people who don't hate themselves are not going to like be able to see themselves in these characters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. just, and it, there's that's whole- never been true. And I think, you know, like the reason why I can continue to, can can continue to watch This Is Us is because I don't have that that expectation for them, mm-hmm. and I also like, you know, am not triggered by what I'm watching. I think right. there are lots of people who are. I I don't happen to be, but yeah, I also don't expect a body positive hero to come out of the storyline. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's the whole like, um, he's like, it's okay. You just had a baby. Like you'll get back to oh boy blah 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 happening too yeah early in the season meaning your libido will increase or your body will change no meaning you'll start like quote-unquote eating right again Mm -hmm. now you know you've had the i mean it's like this very like it's okay take your you've had the baby i mean they don't really talk about it like that is the other thing is like this is us is definitely showing their relationship as either dysfunctional or as a terrible model because there's insinuation that in order to cope with the stress of their son being blind, Toby starts essentially like working out so much that it's like taking control of his life and like making him like absent from his home, which I know a lot of professionals who would consider that to be an exercise disorder. Yeah. And then (laughs) there's an insinuation that Kate is binging yeah um as a way to cope with the stress but again these two don't talk about either of those things with one another they just kind of like get pissy with each other and then try and make up you know Mm -hmm. a couple of episodes later and it's just it's not a healthy relationship that you know is being depicted and so I don't know I don't know where the writers are taking us but yeah it's uh it's 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 not that body positive example we're all hoping for yeah Yeah, and I'm kind of like who's in the writer's room in the first place I mean you know that's always the thing it's like do you even have anybody who has that experience in yeah in the writer's room the lead writer has a has a fat sister that's oh oh well then he definitely he totally gets it get it so to the writer's room to the costume department to the executives that thought fat is it was okay to show it was okay to show jack's ass and not kate's yeah <laughs> yeah and to her uh at what like victorian era <laughs> yeah uh, get up. duster, duster. <laughs> <laughs> to kate's duster we say shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up, up. Today for our interview, we have Rebecca Alexander. We're so excited. She is the creator of Can We All Go? And y'all, this website is everything I've ever wanted and dreamed about. 
If it you, has. Go ahead. If you have never, listen, pause this right now. Mm-hmm. Pause this interview and go there now. Because you're going to get tips on, well, we've already talked about it in other episodes, but you're going to get tips on how to be a fat-friendly host. You're going to get tips on where to find secondhand good plus-size clothes. There's a store. Also, let's talk about the shirt that you're wearing, Rebecca. Welcome, Rebecca. I could just keep going, but <laughs> let's you get all. your voice Thank in you very here. Much. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Tell us about the shirt that you have on right now. Yes. So um, I have a wonderful shirt on that has this great design um, that it's space themed Mm -hmm. and it has a pun that's body positive themed. Yeah. It says take up space on this Mm -hmm. like sky backdrop. So um, definitely check it out. (laughs) Three of my favorite things, space, (laughs) puns, and um, uh, body positivity, uh, fat, body positivity, or body acceptance. <laughs> my favorite thing. Rebecca, we like to ask all of our guests their preferred pronouns. She, her. Okay. And then your preferred size descriptor. Um, I'm good with anything, but like, I think we can default to fat on this podcast. Cool. Like it. Into it. Okay. So Rebecca. Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah. I personally am not a fan of fluffy. Don't call me fluffy. Same. Yeah. You know, I don't begrudge anyone who likes it. I don't like it. I don't like either. I don't know why, but I don't. I don't. Well, I'll tell you exactly why I don't like it. I don't like it because it takes away strength or something. Like the idea that there's no substance or no backbone to it or no like structure. Just fluff. I think there is a euphemistic like um, kind of element to it that makes, you know, it seem like I should be ashamed to call myself fat. It's yeah, like, I'm not fat and fluffy is often what I've heard, mm-hmm. what I hear uh-huh. when it's used. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being fat. So yeah, yeah right. I, I don't want to be called fluffy. Yeah, totally. I'm totally. glad you told us and I won't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Rebecca, can you tell us a little bit about how your website came to be? Why did, why did it get started? And Yeah, yeah. Thanks for, um, thanks for having me on to talk about this. I think this is a really important issue. I feel very personally, very passionately about it myself. And the more people I talk to about it, the more people I realize are passionate about it themselves. So I'll go um, for kind of just a shorthand is really a community review site. And one of the things that we review, the primary thing that we review is public spaces. So if you are, um, you know, right now we have a beta that's available only in Portland. So if you're in Portland, you've probably seen it, but if you aren't, Coming Soon Near You is a second version of the app out of beta. And what it allows you to do, yes, what it allows you to do is find any establishment that's on Google and specifically go on and look up what the seating is like. Yes. Does it have arms? Do the tables in the booths move? Is the seating sturdy? It has space for you also to read what other plus size people have written about, you know, like the theater seats at a given venue. So like, mm. Do they have a customer of size policy? If so, like, what is it? And how do you book tickets that, like, aren't going to make you want to kill yourself while you're watching a concert? It also, this new version of the app will have specific review criteria for doctors. So if you are looking for a fat-friendly physician in your area, 
you can log on to Algo and you can see if other people have been to that doctor. And if so, like, were they advised to have weight loss surgery in an unsolicited fashion mm. when maybe their elbow hurt? Because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we laugh because what else can we do? Yeah, we can go onto Algo and report that shit. That's yes. right. So people don't have to deal with it. You can also uh, go on and you know uh, the we should be able to. We're still working out kind of the integration with this particular kind of um, uh, database, but we should be able to tell you if that doctor accepts your insurance and if they're wow. taking your patients. So it should be a really like useful experience. There have been a lot of amazing pioneers in fat liberation and fat activism that have created resources like fat friendly docs. And these are great, but without the mechanism to allow community members to continuously update them in a crowdsource fashion, I think many of us who have come across these resources realize that like they're just out of date. Like yeah. this information changes way too often have one person manage it for the entire country, let alone the entire world. So what Algo really does is it kind of puts the power in the hands of all of us mm -hmm. so that we can help each other <laughs> find out this information that we all desperately want and need. Um, love it so I love it so much. much. But there's a lot of information that we don't currently have at our disposal that increases our anxiety about going new places. 95% yeah. of people, plus size people, say that they have anxiety when they go somewhere new. And that leads us to stay home more often. That mm -hmm. leads us to isolate ourselves and not experience new things. And that's not good for anyone. We know that the, like, one of the biggest predictors of, you know, mental health, um, meaning good mental health is social connectedness. So yeah. if you're literally staying home because you're too afraid that like the place that you're going to go isn't going to be able to accommodate you, that's just, you know, it's not good for us. And so yeah. that's what Algo is really designed to do is to help us get the confidence that we need to go out more with less anxiety, yeah. to live our lives to the fullest, you know, and we can do that by sharing information with one another. That's amazing. So good. Yeah. I want to know what your biggest pet peeve is in public spaces. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is not like super exciting, but it's like every fat person's biggest pet peeve. But that like when you bolt the table to the floor, like why? In a booth, why do you bolt the tables to the floor? Who's stealing your tables? Who's coming in and taking Truly. your tables? And do you know how gross it is? Like, you can't clean under that thing. Like, I will Ooh, carve I out some exceptions for the tables that are bolted to the wall. Mm -hmm. I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't agree with that design choice, but at least underneath, like, it's completely open. There's no, like, food getting trapped under the base of the table. Mm -hmm. There's, yeah. Okay, fine. I still think that you could have, you know, put it on a stand and let people move it around if they want. Yeah. But when it has a stand and could just sit on its own, yeah. and you choose to bolt it to the floor, <laughs> why? It's because they bought flimsy ass tables and they're afraid they're going to break, but it's so stupid that they It's do that. so dumb. It's so dumb. Because There's it's not only affecting uh, people that a are third fat. Of yeah that like can't move 
so, a third so the reason of the we're population. talking about this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, like, like if I, you're, hold a, on. I can step back up on my soapbox if you would like. I would love you to. So, okay, <laughs> so we're talking about a third of the population in an industry where there aren't huge margins. Mm-hmm. Like, no restaurateur is going to tell you, "Oh, sure, I'm going to close off my restaurant to a third of the people walking by." Yeah. No one's going to do that. Right. <laughs> but yet that's what they're doing metaphorically yeah. when they bolt their tables to the ground. Right. They're saying, oh, I don't need your business, which I know is not true for many of them. I, right. And so it's like working against their own interests. And like, I think, you know, if you can't get on board with like, you know, wanting to create a welcoming space for fat people, one, shame on you. And I'm not going to eat there anyway. But at least create a welcoming space for pregnant people, for elderly people, for anyone with a mobility issue. And the way that you do that is by making your booths easier to get in and out of by having a table that moves freely. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yep. 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 My yep. pet peeve in public spaces I'm seems, um, seems like I should have gone first. <laughs> <laughs> you got to follow that. Okay. Okay. um and it's not particularly well i i guess i have two the one that doesn't really have anything to do with your with somebody's size is that i don't like spaces that aren't well marked so i don't know what is where Uh it makes me a little bit whatever it makes me are you talking like you don't know where to get water or like if i'm in a convention center and i don't know where uh, to go or like (laughs) i'm just wandering around open this up to such a broader thing than i thought it was gonna be i'm not here to get my steps in i'm here to right exactly that's (laughs) That's exactly right yeah um but the other one is and some places do this but not every host or hostess does this which is they say would you like a booth or a table? Like when you yeah. come up to it and yeah. they don't all do that. Some do, but right. I don't like when they don't do that because then right. they, should. They, put, they should. And maybe like, especially if the room is empty, like, yeah. you know what I mean? You're there. I thought for a second you were going to say that them asking was your pet peeve. And I was like, Oh no, no, no. I don't like exactly when they right. don't ask. Yeah. Like that act from a hostess of asking a person, would they prefer a booth or a table is like the greatest and most simplest thing that they can do yep. to create a welcoming environment for plus size people. That's that right. simple. Easy. Just like train your staff to ask that question because it's going to avoid so much humiliation. Yeah. Back mm-hmm. to, you know, thinking of this is us for a minute. Like we all probably saw that episode where Chrissy was escorted to a booth and had to say publicly in front of her, you know, partner and her partner's business associates that she wouldn't fit. And it was incredibly embarrassing. We all felt it Mm -hmm. like, you know, sitting at home, plus size people ourselves, we've all been there at one time or another. And it could have been completely avoided if they had simply just asked, would you prefer a booth booth or a table? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Megan, do you have one? Yeah. I was, so along the line of booths for my 10th anniversary this summer, I went with my husband to a restaurant and we were seated in a booth. They didn't ask and we were seated in a booth. And for a second, I was like, I don't want to make a big deal. This is a fancy restaurant, blah, 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 whatever. And then finally I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm uncomfortable. I'm literally uncomfortable. This table is pushing into my stomach. And so I asked the waiter to be changed and he, my pet peeve is when people aren't accommodating or it's like you're inconvenient for me. When someone makes me feel like it's my fault that I'm not fitting into a space, 
I don't like it. No. Yeah. Obviously. Agreed. And I think that is something that I have learned how to do since starting Algo to like truly just like break that weird kind of nicety mm-hmm. that exists where it's like people like have convinced themselves that the best way to uh, respect plus size people is to pretend as though we aren't plus size. Yeah. Right. And it's like, that is actually not helpful because no, what that right. means to is people being forced to sit in seats all night um, that are like cramping their stomachs or mm-hmm. like squeezing their breasts. And it just, it like forces them between that physical discomfort or having to educate you. And like people shouldn't be forced to make that decision. Can right. you please just like open your eyes, see us, and acknowledge that we have different needs? Mm-hmm. There's no judgment in that. Right. There's no judgment in that. <laughs> like you don't have it's to. It's a judgment afraid. that you think that we don't want to acknowledge because you right. think there's something inherently bad right. in being right. plus size, and, right? And that's the reason you're not acknowledging exactly. it. And like, there's nothing bad about me. Right. And then it does a like psycho trick on you yeah. mm-hmm. to yeah. then deny it about yourself yes, or to deny right. that you right. need accommodate right. or you right. like you walk right. through the world differently or whatever. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Oh. Well, this took a turn that I yeah, did not expect, but I'm very happy about. I'm saying okay, good. it's, good. it's a good conversation. It's so good. I want to hear more about your book that just came yes. out. Yes. Well, last week, I became a published author, you guys. Yes! <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited. Uh, my book is called A Kid's Book About Body Image. And, um, I will, I won't say too much more about it until, you know, you all have a chance to hear it. Cause I'll read it for you. If Yay. You like. I would love that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. and but I will just say like, you know, this was, you know, an opportunity that I was presented with. I honestly, I suggested that I connect this publisher with like four other amazing influencers that I know. And they were like, Oh no, we don't want you to, your connections. We want you to write it. And I was like, Aww. I can't write a book. And then I was like, why not? And so anyway, yeah. it was yes. um, and uh, definitely not something that I thought I was going to do in 2019, but I'm really glad that I did it and I hope yeah. you enjoy. Oh, can't wait. I can't. Okay. All right. So I'm going to start with the introduction and I'm going to end with the outro, um, but feel free to cut those when okay. we go to podcast, if you would like. Thank you for that. <clears throat> yeah. So the introduction, I'm going to try and do this for you guys. Yeah, I love it so much. Okay. There, are no, there are no pictures in this book, but um, there's uh, typography that, and color used to kind of convey the meaning. But uh, these books are meant to be read with grownups and kids to kind of start conversations about difficult topics. They're part of a series called A Kid's Book About, which is um, a series that was launched in October of 2019 from a publisher um, in Portland, Oregon called A Kid's Book About. (laughs) Very cool. All right. A Kid's Book About Body Image. You were probably drawn to this book because you have a kid in your life, period. Not one single person is exempt from body image struggles, and yet we rarely talk about these feelings with others. We feel alone in our insecurities. We feel like what's wrong with us is our fault. We feel ashamed. When we feel this way, very serious problems can arise. 
eating disorders, exercise disorders, other forms of self-harm. I hope this book will help you share the feelings you have about your body. I hope you'll talk about them. I hope you'll encourage your kids to do the same. You're gonna cry, Megan. I, can I know. <laughs> you might think you know what this book is about, but you really don't. Yes, I'm going to talk about body image, but you probably think that means I'm going to say things like, you're beautiful just the way you are, what you look like doesn't matter. It's what's on the inside that counts. If you love yourself, it shouldn't matter what other people think. But this isn't a book about that. You might believe all those things about other people, but you probably don't believe them about yourself. You might hate the way you sweat. <clears throat> you might hate the way you look in the mirror. You might hate the way your clothes fit. You might hate the size of your feet. You might hate how skinny your arms are. You might hate your body. I've been there too. And I still am sometimes. You see, I'm big, like really big. I'm taller than average, but what makes me really big is I'm fat. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you might have heard calling someone fat is mean, that it is wrong. And that definitely can be true. Some people call other people fat because they want to hurt their feelings. That is so not cool. Don't do that. <laughs> but when I call myself fat, I'm not being mean to myself. I don't think being fat is a bad thing anymore. Being fat is just part of who I am. I'm also white. I have blondish hair and green eyes. I wear glasses and I walk around with my dog a lot. I'm usually smiling, but sometimes I'm not. I wear jeans, I wear dresses, I wear sneakers, I wear high heels, I wear bright colors, I wear lots of black. But when people see me on the street, the first thing they notice about me is how fat I am. I wish they noticed my cute outfits or my friendly smile, but they don't. And sometimes when I notice them noticing how fat I am, I wish I could disappear. <clears throat> because even though I know I'm beautiful just the way I am, what I look like doesn't matter. It's what's on the inside that counts. Because I love myself, it shouldn't matter what other people think. I still have days where I don't feel good about my body. Days when I don't love my body or myself. You probably have days like that too. Everyone does. And here's why. Are you ready? What I'm about to tell you is kind of big. It's huge, actually. <clears throat> Gigantic. <laughs> there are a gazillion companies and people in the world who claim they have products that will fix whatever is wrong with you. They'll make your skin lighter, they'll make your muscles bigger, they'll make your hair straighter, they'll make your teeth whiter, they'll make you lose weight. These companies would never make a single dollar if you didn't believe there was something about you that needed to be fixed. So these companies spend lots of money on advertisements to make you think that if you buy their stuff, you'll become a little smaller, a little prettier, a little stronger, and all of your problems will go away. But that's not true. <clears throat> Here's the real truth. Nothing about you needs to be fixed. Your skin is the color it's supposed to be. 
Your muscles are the size they're supposed to be. Your hair is as curly as it's supposed to be. Your teeth don't need to be any whiter than they already are, and you don't need to lose weight. Don't believe me? <laughs> right now, your body is doing hundreds of things that let you think, feel, breathe, and live. Your bones are growing, white blood cells are fighting off germs and viruses, your heart is pumping pints of blood all the way from your pinky toes to your pinky fingers. Your body is amazing. <clears throat> it is so good at stuff. Scientists all over the world are trying to build robots and sensors and computers that do things as well as your body does them. Your body is really freaking awesome. And this very special body of yours, it can tell you what it needs. Listen to it. The voice that says I'm hungry, speak louder than the one that says I have to be skinny. Let the voice that says that soccer game looks like fun, speak louder than the one that says, but what if I get sweaty? <clears throat> Let the voice that says, I really want to go swimming, speak louder than the one that says, but what if I look funny? Think about all the great things about you. Maybe you're a really fast runner. You're a genius. Or you can eat a lot of chicken nuggets, which is what my two and a half year old niece told me she was really good at when I asked oh my her. God. <laughs> or you're the best Fortnite player in your class. <laughs> you're a really good friend. You always have the best ideas. You're trustworthy. You can turn any bad day into a good one. And down here it says, if you can't think of anything that is great about you, ask a grown up. They'll know. All of these things matter a lot. They make you, you. They're far more important than how your eyebrows look or whether you have a pimple. So repeat after me. I am who I am, 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 who I am. Get it? You are you, love your body. It's yours and it's the only one you'll ever have. Thank you. Oh, so good. <laughs> Thank I don't you. have words yet. Just well, I have you a few more words. I'll read the outro for you. Uh, <clears throat> I'm so glad you stuck around to the end of this book. This is a tough subject, and it probably brought up a lot of feelings. The most important thing for you to do right now is talk about those feelings. <laughs> <clears throat> talk about them until you laugh. Talk about them until you cry. Talk about them until you finally say the thing you've been holding back. And then keep talking about body image. Meanwhile, surround yourself and the kids in your life with diverse forms of beauty. Follow models who look like you on social media. Watch TV and movies where people who look like you are the heroes. Read books that feature complicated, messy characters who remind you of yourself. And if you can't find any of these things, I hope you make them. Mm. Oh, so good. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> I'm really proud so of it. Thank good. you. And now that you've read it, <clears throat> I 100% understand why so many grown-ups want this yeah. book or why yeah. people are buying it for their own yeah. bookshelves. Yeah. Thank you. As Thank soon you. as you said, um, you may, you think you sweat too much? Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, right? Megan is dying. She's full on, ugly crying the second you said that. Uh, Megan, as one fellow Uber sweater to another, <laughs> I don't know. I like, I hate it. 
and it's just who I am. So I'm going to love my body and it's trying to keep me cool. Speaking yes. of which, I'm going to turn on the fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do that. Also, yeah, like it was recently that I was like, why am I always trying to wipe the sweat off my body when it's just yeah. trying to get me cool? I know. Mm-hmm. It really is just trying to do that. That and- was... Yeah, that was uh, beautiful and incredible, and I I think it's I think it's gonna shape a generation. Whoa! Wow! I hope you're right, but wow! It I has the potential. Lie, I had like this moment where I was like, not that your podcast isn't amazing, but I was like, I had this like visualization that was almost like a um like a prophecy of me like mm. reading this on NPR oh like, as I was reading it yes I, was like, I think That's I'm gonna, gonna happen reading this book on NPR at some point I think you are too yes. oh, yeah yes wouldn't that be and cool we're gonna help that happen because cool yeah now no. that we have any power because I know Terry motherfucking gross and she has an opening next week. Really? <laughs> well, what I was oh, going to say was, no. I, I was thought like, that's what you guys were going to tell me, Megan. That's so, that's so kind of you. Thoughtful but of you. Sure I was going to say, because I have been known to buy um, kids books that I love and mm-hmm. give them to my friends who have children. So oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I do that a lot. Please do. Yeah, uh, this pro is the book I've been waiting for to send all my Thank friends you. that are having kids. Yeah. Thank you. For real, Thank though. You. But like, yeah. for real. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Let's take the opportunity to plug all the things. So, yes. where can people get your book? Okay. Thank you. So, they can get my book at a kidsbookabout.com. There are 12 or 11 other really amazing books on that uh, site. And if you buy three or more, um, so if you buy, you can buy three of my books, which is a a kid's book about body image, or you can buy a kid's book about body image and then a kid's book about racism and a kid's book about money, any of the three, you can get them for $15 each, which is I think a pretty good price for a kid's book. Um, If you just want to buy one book, um, they're $25 each. So um, just know that I think, I, I rather pay $15 for a kid's book personally. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd rather save up for the bundle. Um, but it's a kidsbook.com or excuse me, a kidsbookabout.com. And then of course, all go site, as you kind of mentioned at the top of, sh- top of the show is canweallgo.com. And we're on Instagram. I'm personally on uh, Twitter and Instagram under Portland Rebecca. Please feel free to follow me. Okay, this has been such a great conversation. Um, Rebecca, thank you so much for your time and your energy and for just all the ways that you are changing the world. Truly. Oh, thank you. Thank it you was my so pleasure. much. Thank you. This has been amazing. Thank you. Let's talk about snacks, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the sweet things and the salty that we eat. Let's talk about snacks. It's time for Let's Talk About Snacks, where we literally name the snacks that we're into right now to normalize non-restrictive eating. I don't know that this will make it into the podcast or if it should, but I noticed a while back when I, because I'm new to Richmond and I was like researching restaurants and like Mm -hmm. just places in town to just eat. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I personally don't, um, well, anyway, I was just looking at places to eat 
And I noticed that if you scroll down, like if you choose a restaurant and you scroll down just, just before comments, mm-hmm. there's icons that tell you different things about the location. Like if mm-hmm. it's a sports bar, if it's kid friendly, yeah. if it's LGBT two inclusive, if it's a woman owned yeah. business. Yeah. And I was like, when is the day going to come when like fat friendly is also one of the things that is the this. dream that and is what's our dream. icon going to be oh that is a tough one like don't start thinking about fat clip art because it is no. a dark place no, it no, is no. a dark I, place <laughs> i yeah. just i went um straight to the stereotype of like yeah. a donut so right just a donut. i you know i think we could all vote and like maybe we yeah. would approve a donut although can i just <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right. <laughs> yeah, I so I gotta I just gotta say like this is the the weirdest hill that I'll die on as a fat activist. Mm-hmm. And that is that the kind of iconic round circular donut with the pink frosting and the sprinkles is like the worst donut for that activist to pick. Because <laughs> It is not the most delicious donut. No, it's and not. If as a movement, Sorry. like we cannot, like we cannot be represented by a non-delicious donut. Like you're not wrong. Represented by a delicious freaking donut. If I want it to be choose. chocolate cake donut. Okay. Like covered in okay. glaze okay. and topped with a chocolate layer of icing and then sprinkles. Okay. Chocolate. Rebecca, That's what's yours? That's respectable. All chocolate. That's what I'm maple bar like all day, every day. <gasps> Not as pretty of an icon. I understand aesthetically yeah. why we went for the pink donut. There's a nice contrast between it and the cake. The sprinkles are great. Just really like pink frosting. But isn't like, that a Simpsons reference too? Is it? Yeah, I wonder that know. as well. I, think I, that need donut is a... I need to like investigate more, obviously. You know what? Maybe um, it's time for a new... Passion project, a, a new passion project. <laughs> I literally can't talk. Passion project, but also just like maybe you know it's twenty twenty. Let's come up with a, a better donor mascot. Mascot? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm on board. I'm on board. Although yeah. a donut as a mascot, amazing. Yeah. I think like it an works. actual mascot, like somebody wearing. I mean, <laughs> I that's what works. I'm saying. Like, yeah. I that yeah. 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 So I, I think, think we just had our snack segment talking about donuts. <laughs> oh, perfect. Wait, <laughs> hey, okay. Megan, what is yours? Oh, I yeah. really like the, um, I don't know how you would draw this or like digitally do yeah. it, but the uh, cronuts that have like all oh, the layers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I've never um, had a cronut. Oh, boy. They, like, I think they are here. I think there are some of them in Portland. But I've never like tried is one. Voodoo yeah, but you've voodoo got voodoo. They don't do cronuts. Yeah, you know? not to my knowledge. Not to my knowledge. They're a strictly donut place. They oh, right. they get in that right. yeah. And I, I like just sort of I think it's called the Purest here at Five Daughters in Nashville okay. Bakery. Let's talk about snacks. Wow. What a book. What an I interview. Mean. I mean. Ugh. Uh Kendra. Yeah. Tell me three things that you've been up to since we last released an episode. Hmm. Three? Mm-hmm. Well, I drink a little more now. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. <sighs> the truth is I was never a big drinker before, but the pandemic, I'm just telling you, I just drink a little more. That's just yeah. the honest truth. Okay? Yeah. 
Yeah, we're here for truth. Yeah. Um, I bought a house. Yeah, you did. In the pandemic, which just seems bizarre. Um, I, uh, I got, I'm a very crafty person. Yeah. If you haven't known, don't know that about me. And so I am, uh, I made a, what I uh, gently referred to as my pandemic Afghan. <laughs> made. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a promotion on my job. You know? Woo! Yeah. Weird season. Yeah. Weird That's season. what I've been up to drinking a little, little more than I used to. Crafting a little, crafting a little more than I used to. Bought a house, got a promotion. That's what I've been up to. Beautiful, (laughs) Megan. What about you? Let's see. I went back to school. I'm getting my master's in social work. Uh, I want to do clinical social work, so I want to be a therapist. I want to be a big fat therapist for fat people. (laughs) And um, what else have I done? Ooh, ooh. Um, gosh, like I watched a lot of television, just a lot, a lot of television. And I've been eating a lot of cereal. Love it. Mm-hmm. I'm here for all of that. Yeah. Megan got me into Real Housewives for Woo-hoo! the first time in my <laughs> That's what I did. I'm most <laughs> proud of that. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I have like, um, I think I watched early, early, early seasons when it was like just one type of Real Housewife (laughs) and (laughs) watched a few, a few early seasons. What was that? New York and OC maybe? Mm -hmm. Was that what it was? Mm -hmm. And then I just couldn't anymore. I just couldn't. Yeah. I just couldn't. And then years have passed. (laughs) The Erica Jane drama has come upon us. And I was like, what do I have to watch to get caught up of the nine episodes of what is that one? Beverly Hills. See, I don't even mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to get to the juicy of this, this season with this Erica Jane drama. Yeah. And so Megan was very happy to, to support me in that quest. Yeah. And you know, honestly, listeners, like maybe on our Patreon, we should have a level that's just like me as your housewife guide. Because I, I'm doing, I'm also engaging another friend on their housewife journey. Now, listen, are these shows, are there heroes to be found in these shows? No. Are there a single one? Are there mentors? Like you do not look up to these women. And in fact, we're going to probably do like some shut the fucks up about uh, real housewives of fill in the blank because boy, do they get it wrong most of the time. But I really consider myself a historian and would love to hold your hand in this journey. If that's something you would like, just please reach out to me and I'll be there for you. Y'all, we're so glad to be back with you. Thank you so much for tuning into season three. We're going to be releasing every two weeks or so. Look out for it. Ugh, we love you. Get over on our Instagram. Please. Get on our Instagram. Get on our Instagram. And uh, if you feel so inclined, Patreon. Yeah. Jump in. Let's go. Mm-hmm. We got to take this shit down. See you soon. See you soon.